leaders should be extremely concerned that work continues to be the primary reason why people are both physically and mentally unwell. I saw that comment published in a recent article, and it was made by an executive in response to the Deloitte Wellbeing at Work survey that just came out. They indicated that one key takeaway from the analysis was that work remains an obstacle to well-being. I agree work can be a source of stress and is often viewed as a cause for lack of well-being, but don't blame the work. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed the last few episodes. The themes have been about what to do when you're in difficult or uncomfortable or sensitive situations, how and when to say no when you need to was the previous episode that was number 160. And before that, I had a great conversation with Marlene Chisholm about how to create boundaries that stick. And that's been a popular one as well. So as you may know, a lot of the episodes I create are in direct response to issues that I see clients struggling with or complaining about or questions that they have. So let me know if there's a specific question or challenge on your mind. I've actually been wanting to do this episode for quite a while because the idea that work creates stress is constantly being reported. Job stress tops the list for people who struggle to improve their well-being, and it's often cited as a reason behind why so many people want to quit, including leaders and executives. And more importantly, there's growing expectation that leaders do something about it. And that's you. The study revealed that 85% of C-suite executives say they'll become more responsible for workforce well-being over the next few years. So they're really, you know, taking more ownership of that issue. 78% feel that their company's leaders should step down if they can't maintain an acceptable level of workforce well-being. And that's quite a heavy load to bear. By the way, we'll include the Deloitte Insights article that came out in June 2023. It's the title of it is As Workforce Well-Being Dips, Leaders Ask What Will It Take to Move the Needle? So we're including that in case you wanted to see a lot of statistics on this issue. But for today, I'm just giving you my quick take on the topic and giving you a few ideas to think about. So I'm not denying that work can be stressful. At the same time, I don't buy into the idea that work itself is always the cause of stress. Work is not the enemy. Work can actually be a healthy, positive force in our lives, and we have more control or can take more control than we realize. So I'll cover a few thoughts on how to think about work and what you might do as a leader who wants to foster a workforce of well-being. What if instead of blaming work, you look at other possibilities that aren't the work itself? For example, maybe you've outgrown your role, or maybe you just want something different and you don't know exactly what that is, or it could be a specific person at work that you can't stand, or that you think you're locked in. I remember one client who was so miserable at work, but she said she wanted to endure it seven more years until retirement. The issue may not have been work itself, 
but her belief that it was an endurance test as opposed to a vehicle for growth and new opportunity. I always wondered what might have happened had she explored how to affect some change in her work that could have helped her and the company. I think the whole issue of blaming work as the cause is kind of the easy out. It's always easier to blame someone or something else when you're not satisfied. Um, But I also think it can actually help open more constructive dialogue in your organization's around what work really is and what it can be and should be today. You know, the the whole concept of work itself has changed over the years and it's continuing to change. So that's just one area to put in the spotlight to explore because it's just a great way to invite dialogue with other people who care about the issues. So I'm suggesting that you explore three topics, work being only one of them. The other two are well-being and leadership. And those are all huge concepts that can have different interpretation depending on who you speak with. I remember doing a podcast on well-being with Catherine Meese when she defined well-being based on research that she had done. And a lot of that had to do with employees uh, not having resources that they needed to do the job, if I recall correctly. So in your role as a leader, one of the things you can do is create opportunity to clarify what these different terms mean now, the concepts, how they can be, you know, a positive force in your organization. And I think a good starting point is to actually clarify your intent regarding each of those areas, the world of work, well-being, and leadership. For example, let's just look at work. What, What might your intention be regarding work? Maybe it's to identify some initial things the company could do immediately to improve work for everyone. Or maybe you want to make sure that you've got the right fit, the right people in the right role. So you're taking alignment of skills and interests more seriously to provide better growth opportunity. Or maybe you're looking at ways to expand or recreate roles that work best for today's times. So those are some possible intentions that you might state even with your team members. When you're stating your intention about well-being, what might that look like? Maybe your intention is to help team members find better ways to cope with the stress or to be more welcoming of team member ideas to to help come up with some solutions on how to increase well-being. Maybe it's to acknowledge when things are happening that threaten well-being. So, you know, maybe all of you can be more proactive in anticipating what those threats could be. You know, if you're doing a major launch or you're anticipating some kind of intensive effort for a long period of time, or, you know, you're preparing for tax season if you're in an accounting firm uh, or a special event, like I talked about in a previous episode, all of those kinds of activities can be potential sources of stress that threaten well-being and trying to get ahead of that curve is a great intention to set as a leader. And then finally, the third area, what would be your intention regarding leadership? maybe revisiting leadership roles and expectations. I really liked a post by Ray Dalio recently that talks about great leaders as skilled ninjas. And I couldn't agree more, especially compared to, you know, the strong, overly directive types of leaders where that just doesn't work. So how would you express your intention regarding leadership or your leadership? What words might you use? Maybe something like responsive, transparent, supportive. As I often say, I think your role as a leader is not always to have the answers, but to ask better questions, to prompt the conversations and the team meeting discussions that can help you improve and grow and get better results. So when you're talking about leadership, I love it when executives share what they're working on themselves 
for their own learning and growth or development. For example, I worked with clients who told their teams what they were trying to change in themselves to increase their own effectiveness. One CEO said, I'm trying to listen more and talk less. Uh, Another executive said, I'm trying to be more patient and less explosive. Another one said, I'm trying to move faster, you know, to make quicker decisions. Another one said, I'm working on how to delegate better. So expect more, you know, distribution of work from me. So I hope this is resonating with you. You know, work, well-being, and leadership all impact each other. They're all kind of interrelated and work synergistically. So I do think it will be an interesting exercise to open the door to these kinds of conversations about all of those areas. Some possible questions for you to think about or to have some conversation with your team about. What does your work mean to you? What could make it better? What would make you want to come to work or be more energized at work? What, what can we do to provide best support based on your needs now? It would be interesting to explore what people think about the idea of work in general. You know, what beliefs they hold about work, you know, their generational differences about how people view work. So that would be an interesting conversation to prompt. Some possible questions to talk about with your team regarding well-being. You know, what would improve your well-being at work? What could make things better for you? And I really like this question. How can you equip yourself to deal with stress and challenges? I really like that because it shows that you have a belief and a confidence in their own ability to deal with the stress and challenges. You're not passing the buck or washing your hands of any responsibility. It's just reminding them that they have ownership too. And when it comes to personal well-being, it seems like so many people aren't having the real conversations that they even need to have with themselves about what they really want, how they can take better charge of themselves. And it's one of the reasons I wrote Take the Bull by the Horns. I think it's really important for leaders and people in general to assume responsibility for their own growth and well-being. I also believe that many people express concern about their well-being because they think they're off in some way or disconnected different, you know, especially post pandemic, so much of the negative emotion people have felt is completely normal under the circumstances. We all go through periods where we feel like something is just wrong with us, or we shouldn't be the way that we are. Uh, I know I've had those moments myself, you may be experiencing something very difficult in your personal life. So know that whatever you feel in response is just the way you feel. Your well-being at work is a reflection of what you're dealing with in your personal life. So it's not necessarily in response to the work itself. So those are some some thoughts and questions about well-being. So what about leadership? What might be some possible questions that you could discuss with your team? What is great leadership to us now? How is it different compared to what it was in the past? What should it look like, sound like? So again, I don't think you need to be solely responsible for workplace well-being, but you can create a positive impact. Let people see the bigger picture that you see so that they better understand where they fit in, what your organization is anticipating in the future, and how they can contribute to that. Because people want to be a part of something big that matters. And like so many issues, the real problem may not be what you think it is. It's not really the work. It's how you're thinking about work. So you might need to disrupt your thinking, and you might need to help your team disrupt theirs. Let them know that they're appreciated, that their work matters. Don't let the statistics I shared earlier scare you. Let them motivate you to be a positive catalyst in creating a great culture and reimagining what work can even be. 
So those are the kinds of questions and processes I really enjoy facilitating in my work with teams and organizations. So let me know if or when I can be of help to your team. In the meantime, remember, your work and your life is what you make it to be. You have choices. You're in charge. So don't blame the work. Look within to begin affecting the real change you want to see and have a great rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.